another edition of Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the CEO, founder, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing, Priscilla McKinney. Good morning, Priscilla. Hello, Dan Ledbetter. How are you? I am everything and awesome today. <laughs> I got a song for that. You know, I've got little kids, so we do that. I know. Everything is awesome song all the time. Good Lord. I haven't even seen that movie, and I'm already sick of that song. Well, you know what? Do you remember the one from Moulin Rouge where, you know, it's all just about ready to completely come undone, and the kind of circus, kind of Barnum Bailey-like director of the Moulin Rouge says, everything's going so well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right before we think we're going to have a massive calamity, my husband and I always say that to each other. <laughs> Everything's going so well. I've got to see that movie again. That reminded me. Oh, I, I, I love that film. Love that, that movie. The Elephant Medley is about the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. it's a brilliant movie. I mean, I think Baz Luhrmann's an amazing director in oh, a way. But... Well, go back to Strictly Ballroom. I mean, you know... Uh, you, you like in one scene to the next like it's like she's got blonde hair and dark brown eyebrows you know? <laughs> obviously the continuity editor was not on their game no probably not anyway see now you now i've just showed my age so God, you you and me both good lord <laughs> i don't know i think we should we should do a senior citizens podcast I right that would be good. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet, but... But, but we'd have to be yelling, because they're all hard of hearing, so... What? I, what? Hello? <laughs> I totally almost got you. <laughs> you did? I was like, what? Wait, did my mic drop out? What happened? Oh, man. Hey, so let me ask you this. This is something that I wanted to ask you ever since our last podcast, because we were talking about, you know, about podcasting, and I was asking all these questions, and the one question that I forgot to ask you... Being that you're in the marketing business, like, what is the one question that you get asked all the time? Oh, wow. I know. It's a tough one. (laughs) Um, I don't know that I get asked the same question all the time. I'd have to say, honestly, I don't think people really know what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they don't know the whole process or they may have an interesting idea about what I do and in all fairness you know most of my friends I don't know exactly what they do at work either so it's egotistical to think that they understand what I do um you know and advertising and marketing you know even within my industry people see it differently so how could someone outside my industry really understand what I mean why I chose the word marketing in my name as opposed to advertising and I tell people all the time, I'm not an advertising firm, I'm in a marketing firm, we use advertising. And in fact, I wrote a uh, blog about it, just to really clarify it, you know, advertising versus marketing, and I called it the ultimate smackdown. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, my general take is that You know, marketing is putting all the pieces together and it's not necessarily buying advertising because anymore that's just such a one small little arrow in my quiver. Right, right. So I think in all fairness, people don't know that, you know, what I do. But more than anything, what happens is people ask me about a small little snippet from their business. And, you know, I mentioned the one about my trainer. You know, it doesn't matter where you go, whether you're at lunch with a friend who runs a 
you know, chiropractic office right. or you're, you know, actually lifting weights, you know, <laughs> sweating to death. And someone's like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> Probably not the best time to be asking you questions like Although, that while you're trying you to bench what? press 400 pounds. You know, you say that, but remember all the times we've talked about, it's when your brain's offline that you actually have genius, you know, yeah, you know, you're you know, right. You're ideas right. and I surprise myself I'll be seriously like lifting some bar and she's like what should I do about this genius idea comes out <laughs> like, Gee, you know I should put this bar at my desk I was gonna say you should I've, I've always wanted to have a bar at my desk but I think it's a different kind of bar but move on but, you know I think what's interesting is that people ask me questions I think more often than not um it's not necessarily what they ask me it's a lot of times what I ask them back like Oh. You know, what What were you thinking of doing? Like, for example, we talked the other day about how my trainer said, hey, uh, do you ever go to these health fairs? Or, you know, I'm going to this health fair. What do you think of it? And, yeah, right. You know, it's like, what should I give away? So a lot of times they'll ask me like a real, you know, and I don't mean shallow question like it's shallow, but it, it's really surface, right? right? Which is great. It's where we're at in the conversation. And instead of just saying, oh, I think this would be great, you know, which is what they're expecting. Promotion, promotion, advertising, same old, you know. Maybe they think maybe with a little twist or something like that, but they don't expect the question. I'm like, you know, well, what were you thinking of doing? You know, she's basically asked me about a giveaway and she suggested, what about a water bottle? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know, I <laughs> done to death. And also my question, I always tell my clients is that um, as soon as they ask me to do something, my answer is, I, you know, it'd be my pleasure to do it for you. Why are we doing it? You want yeah. to spend money? It'd be, I'd, I'd be honored to take your money. Right. <laughs> um, why are we doing this? <laughs> right. So it's not that I have a problem taking your money. It's that I want to understand. I want to make sure this is something we should be doing. Well, yeah. And so I always tell people that. But, you know, with her, I just was like, well, what, you know, what were you thinking of doing? She's thinking about giving away a water bottle. I'm like, well, tell me why. Why would you give a water bottle away? Oh, you know, usually those things you do a giveaway. And mm. what kind of what kind of behavior would that elicit? Well, they drink from that, you know, bottle. They'd see my logo. I'm like, mm, okay. I said, well, what's the behavior you need people to do to be profitable? Well, I need them to come into the gym. Okay. I need them to book personal training, you know? And I'm like, right. okay. And how much does it cost you, you know, say for a water bottle? <laughs> okay. Five to ten bucks maybe and hard cost and how fancy you get. Right. Um. And I'm like, and what does it cost you to give away a training session? Well, just my time. Okay, but what's the perceived value? The perceived value of the water bottle is uh, another water bottle at a health fair. Right. You know, what's the perceived value of a $40 training session with a personal trainer who's certified? Okay, we're, now we're talking yeah. value. Right. So to, right. to her, she doesn't think about giving that away because it's not really, it didn't cost her anything you know, it, tangibly, but yet it's better value to someone. And so, you know, and it's not just better value. Here's my big thing. So she's like, oh, so I should give away a free training session. I'm all, mm, so is the behavior where someone comes in for something free and they stay? She goes, no, usually it's like, you know, they fall off after two or three, you know, like, you know, they may try it, but people, you know, it's like the, you know, like the third one is pretty key, you right. know, if they're going to stay with it. I said, well, why don't you give away the, a third training? buy two and the third one is free. And she like, just looks at me like, Oh, <laughs> I know, never like, thought of that before. I, yeah. I just I'm like, what is the behavior you need people to do? 
can you wrap a promotion, advertising, marketing, whatever you want to call it, right. around actually incenting the type of behavior that is going to be profitable for you long term? Yeah. And then, you know, she's like, well, what about, and I asked her, I'm like, well, what, what are some other things that you can give that just cost your time and expertise, but don't really have a hard cost? She's like, right. well, I could do a full body composition. I'm like, well, do you think that's worthwhile to people? And she's like, yeah. I said, well, you're also, if you're giving someone a body composition, you're also training their brain to say, you know, you've just measured them. They're going to want to know later on. Hmm, what was that measurement or, you know, am I improving or so you're kind of setting the tone for personal training, right? So I said, if you want to give something away at, you know, front, that's fine. If they buy those two sessions, they get a free body composition and they get the third session free. And she's like, Oh, okay. So I'm like, that's cost you nothing. I'm like, okay, let's take it a step deeper. Who else has a problem that could be in your group? Like, what is something else, you know, that is associated with you? And I made this connection. I'm like, hey, down the street from you is a guy who has a gourmet sandwich shop, but he is just starting to push protein shakes. Well, oh. she knows that. She is down the street from him. Right. Well, I guarantee you he owns a restaurant. He doesn't have time to go to a health fair. Yeah. <laughs> no way. He's popping yeah. into a health fair. You know, he's got a lot of other fish to fry. And I was just like, well, you know, for your clients – you would love to give them like a free protein. She's always telling me, hey, after our workout, make sure you get some protein. Mm. Okay, well, (laughs) why don't you go to him and say, hey, I'm going to go to this health health fair. This is what I'm going to give away. I'm going to give a free body composition. I'm going to give the third training session free. Would you give me 50 vouchers for a, you know, a free, you know, protein smoothie, workout smoothie, like recovery smoothie or something like that that's geared towards something of hers because he wants to get the word out that, he's actually a healthy place. Right. Right. He's not just like, you know, pastrami and rye and all other kinds of things that are very fatty. Yes. Or fried fish, whatever. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, so she's like, oh, I said, well, just go to him and just say, hey, can I have this for free from you? It really costs him very little, right? Right. He, he needs a delivery mechanism. So you're fulfilling his need of a delivery mechanism into a completely different group, a different sphere of influence than he has to get the word out to 50 unique people. And I said, just be honest with them. Raise your right hand and say, if you give me 50 vouchers, I will not give them to my friend. (laughs) I'll give them either to a client who is serious about training, or I will give them to a unique person at this event. Right. Somebody who can actually, there might be some repeat business from. Right. And so it makes her look even better. Wow. But it didn't cost her anything. You know, so all of those things. Now, would you rather have a water bottle or a free protein shake, a body composition, and a, a personal training session for free after paying for two? Oh, that's without a doubt. You know, and this is these are people at a health fair. So they're coming, you know, engaging their brain in a way of some form of health. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter what level of health they're in. They, you know, that's the whole point of a personal trainer. They meet you at your level. So it's not like you're excluding people. So anyway, so all to say is that people don't ask me necessarily one question. It's more what question they fail to ask. I feel like people are always asking the wrong question. Mm. And that's why their businesses are not as profitable because they don't focus on the actual behaviors that they need in order to be profitable. And that happens even even more so on the web when you get into real nitty gritty stuff about conversion, 
you know, we talk a lot about, oh, how do I build a beautiful website? Okay, well, I can build you a beautiful website. You know, we talk about, you know, how can we get people to look at the website? Well, you know, you can drive a lot of traffic there. I know how to build successful ads to bring a lot of traffic. But what is that conversion? Like, what is the behavior we need people to do? What's that sales funnel that they need to go through? You know, so to me, a lot of times they're asking, hey, do you build websites? Well, yes, I do. It's totally irrelevant. What is it right. you need? You don't need me to build a website. You need right. me to sell your product. Yeah, you got to find out what their end game is. And right. then And then work work it backwards. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the thing I think people don't understand. You know, because the modern, well, up until now, the modern mindset has been you give something away with your logo on. If they keep using it, they'll see your logo and eventually will want to buy something. But I think it's brilliant that you actually create the revenue stream and then give them a freebie for hanging in there for th two two trainings. Right, right. When, after two trainings, you want to give up because you're sore as hell. Right. And then you go, you know what? <laughs> uh, even though my, my calves are burning right now and mm -hmm. I don't want to get up, I've still got this free this freebie because no one wants to let a freebie pass. No, and lingering in the back of your mind is, hmm, she's got those stats. Let me go a little further and see if I make some headway. Right, exactly. You I know. think that's what, I, did, she, did she end up doing that? Well, she, I mean, we just talked about this the other day. You asked me what was off the top of my head. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's brilliant. We'll see. We'll see if she does it. But those are the kinds of things. On one hand, I mean, I gave an idea away for free, which our, our inventory is ideas. And while that may not be a great business model in some ways, I can't help but do that. And we talked a little bit back about Kristen Wheeler's idea and concept of native genius. What are the things where you are very insightful, where you perform your best, where you're saying things that are of deep value to other people, but they're little behavior, like you can't help but do them. Right. But you you may downplay them. Oh yeah, no, it's just a little idea here. How's this? Yeah. But I've learned to see that. No, that's a brilliant idea. That is the native genius that I offer. I think when people talk about being influential in people's lives, Mm -hmm. or influential in a community or influential in their industry, it, it kind of comes back to that idea. For me personally, it's that moment, but that's because that's my native genius. Right. And so for me, being more and more influential is not me trying to morph myself into someone else and follow someone else's way of doing business. It's about embracing my native genius. I'm a connector. I look for that win-win-win model. Okay, right. the, the the person at the health fair is going to win something way better than a water bottle. My trainer is going to get more people to really try it out on a long term basis. Bring and she'll make money even if they drop off. She'll still have two sessions. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you get them in, get the get the revenue flowing, right, and then reward them with a right. freebie instead right. of trying to lure them. It's almost like having that box that, that's held up by the stick and putting the bird seed under it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but at least you get the bird in the box first, mm -hmm. and then you know. Right. Well, well, and then he wins. He wins because now fifty more people heard that he offers protein shakes. Right. Exactly. So fifty people are going to put their feet in his door because who's going to say no to a free four dollar five dollar smoothie? Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to. So they're going to come in there, but you know, probably going to come in with a friend, um, or they'll have it once and be like, "Wow, that was good." And then they're going to think about you know, or they'll tell someone, "Yeah, I got a smoothie. I didn't know they did protein." You know, just like it, it's going to get talked about. There's going to be you know something to it, and it's that win win win, you know, that to me. It, I feel like I'm very much an influencer just by being more of myself. 
and kind of falling into that natural curiosity I have about people's business, about their revenue picture. Mm. I'm really curious about people's revenue picture. And I even have asked her more deeply, what is your revenue picture? I mean, really with a massage therapist, with a trainer, with an artist, with all these people who do these services, coach, coaching, personal coaching, you know, all this stuff. I'm always just baffled because they don't seem to have a plan for, well, there are only so many hours in a day. Right. So you have eight hours, right? So you look at a massage therapist. Well, I can do eight one-hour massages. Okay, so do that math. Let's say you had, you were booked solid, which is not going to happen. You were booked solid every day of the month for eight hours straight. What is that amount? That's your cap. That's as much money as you're ever going to make. Right. Unless you change your business model. And almost, I'd say 95% of the times, they have not thought about the revenue picture. They're just going to try and make money right now. Well, I'm not totally full up. Yeah, but you've got to be planning a kind of a model that is not reliant on you one-to-one. I give you one hour, you give me one hour. You give me one hour, you know, either this transactional type of business, you know, based on the limited inventory that is your own sacred time is not really ever going to be the business model of your wildest dreams. Right, right. Well, now you bring up an interesting point, and I wanted to ask you about this, because Little Bird Marketing is highly influential. Otherwise, if you weren't, then you wouldn't have a business. And Mm -hmm. you being the founder of the company, you're an influential person. I mean, we talked before about how marketing is just, it just oozes out of you. You can't not help people market themselves. Right. So so I'm just curious, what do you think are the top qualities of someone or someone or a company? Well, I tell you what, let's do it this way. Tell me, how do you see Little Bird Marketing as being influential? Well, wow. I, I think I am first and foremost relational, and I'm a connector. We've talked about that. People have called that out a little bit. And I think that in order to influence, you have to be connected to a lot of people first, (laughs) you know, Um, and, you know, it's not really about being well liked. I I, I really don't think, you know, while that would be nice, I wouldn't say that, you know, that's really what makes someone influential. And look at look how many people are very, very influential and not liked. (laughs) Right. So you kind of have to divide that because, I mean, everybody wants to be well liked. But on the other hand, there's also something about being well-respected. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to breach that as best you can. But I think I just think about things differently. And I think that questioning people and looking at a situation differently and not just having a knee-jerk reaction to something helps solidify your place in people's lives as, you know what, I, I'm stumped. I'm, I'm going to go ask Priscilla. She seems to think about things differently. Right. When I'm in my best, I ask questions. I know when I'm too busy and I'm kind of turned off to connection and I just try and give someone a knee-jerk solution, I know mm. I'm not at my best. That's right. Here, here, go give away a water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> hey, should you, you know, should I give a water bottle? Yeah, just make sure your logo's yeah. big enough. Yeah, give away two of them. <laughs> That's know, even or, better. Because I don't typically give those things, I'm not saying I never just kind of breeze by something, but, you know, I am, I become known for really thinking about some thinking differently. Who is that guy that was on LinkedIn who, you know, we created this hashtag? Oh, yes. Problem solving genius. Yes. (laughs) I I can't say that without hopefully someone else hearing the podcast because otherwise they're going to think I'm a total egotist. (laughs) (laughs) I am a problem solving genius. Exactly. I think part of that is meeting people at their need. 
Mm-hmm. Like really understanding, why are you asking me this? What is it you really need? And instead of maybe this, the surface question that you're asking me, could I find out what it is you really need? Right. You know, because she was asking me a question that was very on the surface about, hey, I got to go to this health fair. Well, and then my question is, which my trainer, Brett Baker, has always asked me to say is, um, could the opposite be true? Could you have to absolutely not go to this health fair? And oh. would that be better for your business? Wow. These these lists of ought to's and, and okay, well, I'm, I'm going here. Why? Who told you you need to? Well, it's free. I don't care if it's yeah. free. <laughs> Why? It's not free, and then it's going to take up two hours of your time, and apparently, you know, all this cost of water bottles, right? So those things aren't truly free, and this, this kind of idea, if you're not actually doing something strategic for your business, then don't do it. Right. Or for some other reason, like, okay, podcasting might be strategic for my business, but you know what? It's just fun to me. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of value there and it, and it, you know, it boosts a lot of other things and keeps that interest for me in, in the business. But, you know, I think your question is, you know, why am I influential? Why is little bird marketing influential? We think differently about things. I think we get curious. We're transparent in our thinking. I'm, I'm able to just say, mm, I don't get it. Tell me more. Uh, and I, somebody to say, so what do you think? I'm like, I, I don't know. Keep talking, you know, and just, in that way, I think what happens, I start garnering people's trust, oh. you know, and I'm not just giving them rote answers. Right. I They feel like I am truly customizing a solution for them. And then in that, I start enticing them with ideas mm-hmm. and concepts. Ooh, what if this? What if this? And they're like, oh, we never thought of that before. And, you know, it's kind of like with her finding those connections. But I'm doing that right now with a project called Creative Clubhouse, where I have a a building supply company. They have all these premier builders. Well, they want good PR and they want a lot of press. And then they also want, they want to be seen as doing something great in the community. They love giving stuff to the community, right? Mm. So they actually give me a budget every year to spend giving to the community. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's uh, this is how awesome my clients are. <laughs> I'm that's, telling you. that's pretty amazing. Well, they're not the only, I mean, I have several that are like this. Okay, and here's X thousands of dollars uh, to help us create a community outreach. And they can be very large. I mean, I, you know, there's some that are like, wow, this is a budget. And this one is, and I'm, I'm basically just putting it all together right now. I have, we're going to do five different clubhouses. And so there's be a footprint. Well, each different builder will build it. A fun little clubhouse you could put in the backyard for your kids, right? Yeah. Five different ones. But I'm going to link a builder to a nonprofit in the area. So say this art therapy nonprofit that's local is going to be linked with this one builder. So obviously they're going to get together and try and come up with like an art type of a house. So each different flavor. So we're going to have five different um, ones of those. Well, we start looking at problems. What's a problem? You need a huge crane to deliver these things right? You need a towing truck to be able to get things from here to there. You have to have, you know, like either the mall or downtown during like art walks, you need places to display them. Um, I need someone who has a tent to use so that we can actually do this big launch party. And I've got problems galore, right? Well, I'm not going to use the budget for that. I'm going to say, Okay, we've got a problem. We need a tent for this launch. Oh, I know this other company who likes to loan their tent out for free as long as it pertains to nonprofits. Mm. Okay, so let me, there happened to be one of my clients, and that was one of my ideas, but I'm linking them together, right? right? They all get something from it. Yeah, it's connecting the dots. 
Totally. Well, and then if I ask the city, can we put it out on on our third Thursday art walk? It will bring a lot of people there. Why? Because we're going to ask people to donate prizes for it. So right. do you want us to help you? What what do they need? They need more people to come downtown. Okay. Well, let me show that I can do that, and then they'll let me have a space. Let me give them a legitimate, like, oh, my gosh, I can make probably a 500 to 600, 700 people draw that night for you. Mm-hmm. So let me, what do you want? This is what you want. So let me find a way that I can do that creatively with my people without paying for something. And then, it, so then I went to a TV t- station. I'm like, hey, um, we have this much money to spend on this promotion. We want it to be big. We want a media sponsor. This is how much I have to spend. What is it worth to you to be a title sponsor with us? Well, I probably shouldn't say exactly what it was, but they coughed up a nice sum of in- increasing our budget that we we're going to spend. In, wow. order, in order to have their name, you know, they are the sponsor, this TV station with my client, right? So I'm, that's how I think. <laughs> that's, you're kind of like the Huckleberry Finn of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. I mean, I'm sitting here going, oh, my gosh, she has connected like 18 sets of dots and got people what they were looking for. Right. And you didn't have to spend a dime to do it. Well, I present to another company that's a that's a, actually another client of mine, and I say, "Oh, we need a crane." Because one of my clients said that to me, Priscilla. This sounds like a great idea. Run with it. This is the budget. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have a hard time about finding someone a crane at no cost. I'm like, "Hmm, I think I know someone." Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, and so I present this to one of my other brand new clients that just came on retainer, and I said, "I know you have a crane." And he's all, yeah, why? I know you love community efforts and especially charities involving children. He's all, yeah, you have me. I'm like, (laughs) can I have the crane for free for, you know, and I tell him all the stuff. And then I tell him, this is what you're going to get. We're going to put your logo on this. We're going to do this. And he's like, yeah. And also we, we already know a theme. We're going to build one of the houses. Oh my gosh. And he tells me the theme, which is totally top secret. And I'm like, right. Oh my gosh, this is genius. <laughs> so, and I didn't even think about it. The client thought of it. <laughs> and I right. Was like, oh, right. They, see, they they get in that vein where they start thinking. You know, I hate to say it, it's cliche, out of the box. You know, I just right. don't have to do the same thing. I was, you know, I could take that those thousands of dollars and buy a full page spread in a magazine or a, a newspaper. Why? Why? This is alive and organic and in the community and fun. And bringing attention to nonprofits that benefit the lives of people around it. What? The, how am I not going to write a press release about this and get someone to cover it? Right. This exactly. is interesting. This is newsworthy, and it's also involving a lot of people, which is a pain in the butt, you know, in terms of project management. And this is why most, well, no agency in my town does this kind of stuff because it's hard. It's you know, it's a lot of moving parts. It's getting a lot of people together. But I think that if you're transparent about what you need. Hey, we need that crane for free. I cannot possibly pay you for it. So tell me what it is makes sense in your business model, what you would need in order to do that. Oh, I already got the guys there. I got the crane. That's fine. I need it. I'm like, no, let's talk about what you need. We need your logo on the t-shirt. We need your logo on the website. What is going to work for you so that you get the kind of, you know, uh, acknowledgement your company deserves for the true, what would, I, I just have to go, what would it cost me to go rent a crane? for the four times I need to move this stuff. Right. So you asked me what's different about Little Bird Marketing and why we're influential and why we're connected. But, you know, at the bottom of that, I think that 
people realize, they sense that we are genuinely interested in their revenue picture. Mm. And then we, you know, we find their need, we problem solve it, we get their trust in that, we entice them with some ideas. Our ideas are sometimes what they take on, sometimes they bring the ideas. And it's it's about listening and kind of exchanging that. But um, then it's what I call the Laverne and Shirley moment. Oh. Where we're going to make our dreams come true. Yes. <laughs> as long as you don't skip arm and arm down the block, I think that'll be fine. I don't know. There's a lot to be said for that, Dan. Hey, whatever works. Whatever works over at Little Bird. I mean, you know. You know, but we talk about that. We laugh at I'm like the dream whisperer. But I do want people's dreams to come true. Whether it's, you know, setting up your business in the right revenue model so that you can sell it one day, or if it's just providing a really great income, or whether it's just automating some things to make your life less stressful, helping you get out of work on time so you can be with your family. Right. I, I want, you know, or, or, or you're trying to prove, maybe I'm not dealing directly with the owner. Maybe I'm dealing with, a, you know, a manager. I deal with a lot of GMs and division leaders. And they may not be paying my bill, but the company is. But they have a vested interest, and they're trying to save the company or, or money or turn a better profit so that they can succeed and they can keep moving up in their company. Whatever it is, I'm genuinely interested in that revenue picture. Mm. And so I keep my eyes on that as the prize, but then co all around it creatively trying to figure out how can we make this happen 10 times faster then other people will make it happen. And how can we do it in a way that keeps us inspired, keeps us engaged, keeps helping us bring our absolute best uh, to the table? Hmm. And that's that has that's why we're collaborative. And I think in the end, I think that's why we're influential. Yeah, well, I think that's, I mean, I knew that about you already, but it's interesting to hear it from a standpoint of, how you operate in the community you're in because mm -hmm. because I think so many people get caught up in the the, the big picture that they don't mm -hmm. see all the individual components that are right in mm -hmm. front of them and all the resource that they have just by I don't want to, I don't want to make this sound callous but leveraging the relationships you have right right well it doesn't have to be callous I think if you go into it transactionally and be like you give me this I give you this right that's no good but what if Oh my gosh, you give me this, I'll give you this. Right, right. It's, it's that win-win-win you were talking about. Right, and it's, you know, just as much as it was the difference in my inflection there, it's the difference in the, your alignment of your values. Right. Are you truly genuine when you say, what can I give you so that you can give me what I need? And our society is very anti, tell me what you need. How, what kind of help do you need? And I believe strongly you have to be very clear about what you need and you need to be very good at communicating what you need mm. because we all need something. Right. You know, I'm five years into, you know, this agency and I have my eyes on what I want to be at year nine mm. and I need a lot of help to get there. And I just tell my customers straight out what I need. In fact, you know what? I'll give a shout out. Ron Hall over at Joplin Supply. I needed connection to a new client that I wanted. I just called him and picked up the phone. Hey, Ron, straight up, it, you know, it's Priscilla. Hey, how you doing? Uh, today I'm just calling. It was important for me to dial you because I have a favor to ask. Oh, sure. I have, I have a few minutes. What do you need? 
I would like for you to introduce me to this person and this person. I understand you're pretty close with them. I can see how it would be connected to you. It, I, I really, you know, I, I think I can help make it work because, you know, I had a couple of reasons. And I said, but at the end of the day, I'm really just asking for a favor. It's a part of my revenue picture. And he goes, oh, yeah, sure. He goes, I'll tell you what I do. Um, I'll go over there this week. I'm literally. <laughs> I wanted him to make a phone call. Oh, no, no. He walks himself over there for me. Wow. Talks to him, like completely plays, you know, tells this these two guys everything great he can remember about anything I've ever done with him. And then a couple of days later, he calls me back. He goes, okay, so I did that. And uh, this is what I said. And he totally, so I, he's like, and they're just expecting your call. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. But you know, it's because I was clear about what I needed. I didn't hide it. I didn't couch it in. Hey, this could help you. You know, I had a couple ideas that are connected to him, but I just said transparently, look, I need your help. Can you do that? And he was happy to do it. And not only that, but he did it his own way. And he teed me up for a fantastic conversation that's on the books. Wow. See, that's so, really what it's all about. It boils down to the the relationship thing you were talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, and it's not as simple as you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's I'll look out for you. Will you look out for me? This is mm. what I need. And I have a lot of business relationships like that in town. And I believe that's why I'm influential, not because I wield that influence, but because I have a consortium of business owners that I am connected with who think that same way and we operate that way toward each other. And so it truly, we, we give each other what we need, not just the things we want to give. Right. You know, right. and it, it, it's big. So, you know, I, I ask people more than anything, you know, really get clear about your revenue picture. And then your marketer, whether or not you ever come to Little Bird Marketing or not, you, whoever is marketing for you will do a much better job regardless if you just get clear about your revenue picture with them, what behaviors bring you profit? Wow. Wow. That's some, that is some solid, solid, uh, uh, words of wisdom. Good. Well, good. Good question. You asked me then. (laughs) Well, there you go. See, it's, it's collaborative. I like that already. And I like to talk. So there you go. (laughs) Well, so do I. That's why we're friends. I think. (laughs) Well, Priscilla, this has been an amazing conversation. I mean, I I have just learned so much, not only about your company, but really about a more defined idea of what marketing really is about. And it really does boil down to relationships. And I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's that's so brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's beneficial to the people who are listening. In fact, uh, listeners, we would love to hear from you about what you've experienced in this field of, of marketing and relationships and, and how you've connected the dots in uh, with your clients. So you can always leave us a comment on our Facebook page or on the Little Bird website or wherever you've downloaded this podcast from. And, of course, we want to hear from you about what you want to hear us talk about. So thank you for listening. And, of course, from Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this is Dan Ledbetter along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.